0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. I am your host, Brian Pierce. This is episode 139. It's been two weeks since we've had an episode. We do apologize for that, but hopefully you guys understand because you thoroughly enjoyed the webcast that we did from the the Gwinnett Center in Duluth, Georgia. Um, We had a lot of fun doing that for you. We just really needed last Tuesday to get our get our wits about us, to get organized and make sure that we had all of our ducks in a row, if you will, to make sure we did the best job that we could for that live broadcast for EnduroCross. Um, Of course, there were little hiccups. We'll talk about those uh, a little bit as we get into the show. For those of you who have no idea what you've tuned into, this is Seat Time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiast. Beer drinking and bench racing, this is where it goes down. Um, We're going to have lovely ladies like our guest in studio this evening, Christy McKinnon, uh, a World Trials Competition competitor. Uh, Been to quite a few trials designations. Um, Also winner of the Women's Round this past weekend at Round 4. At the Gwinnett Center in Enduro yeah. Cross. So, Christy, thank you very much for finding a way over <laughs> to the studio here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me over here. Yeah, it wasn't too hard to find, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming and picking me up. <laughs> yeah,
0: no worries. So so we're, we're chatting at the bar. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was a long day. I'm, I'm sure it was a long day for you as a racer, but it was a very long day for us as well as uh, producers of greatness in the world of live broadcast. So we needed to have a few adult beverages afterwards, and we run into Christy there, congratulate her. you know. And she, I, obviously, I, I've run into her at X Games and we chatted, but I knew she was from Australia, so I was like, oh, well, when are you going home? She's like, well, home right now is Fort Worth for the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, Fort Worth? I was like, I live in Dallas. Well, just north of Dallas. So we figured it out. We found a way to get her here tonight so she could be uh, in studio. And I'm stoked. I love having guests in studio to talk dirt bikes and have a little bit of fun. So how was your weekend at Enduro Cross?
1: Yeah, I've got to say it was uh, it was a pretty mad weekend. I was pretty pretty stoked just to be there riding a bike. Like you said, I'm over here in Fort Worth at the moment just for work, so I haven't had a bike for like nearly a month. So <laughs> I was just so keen to get out there and get behind a set of handlebars and come away with the wind, So it couldn't be better, really, could it? <laughs> I know
0: that's so insane that that's how it kind of broke down. Well, we're gonna break it down a little bit later. Um, and then we're gonna have Ty Cullins, uh, come on, and then Cody Webb, straight from class there at college, is gonna jump into a Starbucks for us, so we can chat with him about his TKO win, and, uh, his second place this past weekend at, uh, in Atlanta for Endurocross. So, you guys are kinda like, ooh, time that's kinda fun. If you're not catching us live right now, or if you are, and you're like, man, I enjoy this, are there archives of it? Of course there are. So, you can check into our website, cTime.co, that's where we archive all of the shows. Um, of course, YouTube, since we're going live through YouTube, if you just go to our channel, you subscribe to our channel, it'll it'll update you whenever one of our shows is archived or you can watch them all there. If you just so happen to be audio only, you just think that I'm ugly, you don't want to stare at my face, which sometimes, believe me, I understand, you can use Stitcher or iTunes to search for Seat Time Two Words and you can get, a, get the show as a podcast. Um, so we definitely give you options um, in case you maybe are into looking at people while you listen or maybe... Just listening? I don't know. Do you have a preference? Would you rather watch or just listen?
1: Um, oh, Look, I'm, I don't want to insult you, but it's, it's all good just to listen.
0: I'm a pretty ugly guy, I
1: know. <laughs> it's the
2: mustache. It pisses people
1: out. That's no, come okay. on. People love the mustache. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> it gets weird when they just walk up and start touching it, and you're kind of like, mm,
1: personal well, space. I did only just find out today that such thing as mustache wax. I oh, think yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. She thought yeah. I
0: was joking when I was like, hey, Stephen, did you find my mustache wax? And she just starts giggling, and we're like, no, no, really that kind of stuff misses it's weird man little tin it just goes off Um, so Seat Time is brought to you by the fine folks over at Fly Racing Stillwell Performance uh, KR4 Performance with their Arrive and Ride program and Fast Company Uh, definitely go check all those guys out either on their social channels or on their website and uh, find out which products you think are going to work for you and uh, please support those companies because they're nice enough to support Seat Time so we are very very thankful for their support so as we were talking about EnduroCross this past weekend, we did the live broadcast there. We had a ton of fun doing it, but man, it was very stressful. Um, Mainly because the weekend before that, we traveled. We left on a Thursday evening, drove through the night. I did a lot of sleeping, let's not lie, to... Um, just north of Chattanooga, Tennessee for the Tennessee Knockout. Now, have you seen any video footage from the Tennessee Knockout or or what Wally Palmer might have done at the (laughs) the Tennessee Knockout?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've seen a fair bit of what my mate Wally Palmer got up to at Tennessee Knockout. Um, It was a real shame. I didn't know it was on if I being able to organize to go and have a ride it looks like an event I'd really love to have a go at. it looks hard as but it looks gnarly it would have been fun
0: yeah it's really tough uh, so what we did is we did an amateur program so uh, on Saturday we got a chance to go um, and ride the first two hour race and you're trying to do two laps within the two hours and I missed it by three minutes
1: oh no to make it
0: into the next <laughs> one I was very very disappointed by that but I mean I had a lot of fun it was super technical I, and I love technical Yeah, um, it, it was just You know, once that first lap, I think it took me 53 minutes, which is, I kind of screwed up a couple of times. It shouldn't have taken me that long, but it just did. Sucked. Um, The second lap, though, was horrible because you caught a lot of the lappers that were in the lower half, the lower, in the back rows, that were just stuck. And either they were still attempting hills, and so if you weren't a really good technical climber, you know, you would have trouble because you'd have... You'd, not only are you climbing these technical uphills, these technical rocky uphills, but you're dodging people. Yeah, <laughs> So, right. I mean, it, it just... It, it sucked. Like, it took a lot to to make it. And, unfortunately, three minutes, and I didn't Jeez. make it. But, hey, man, you know what? It was still fun. I'd love to try it again as long as we can make it back there. That's something you should uh, talk to the talk to your mates that get you over here into the States for these races and see if yeah, we I'd, could do that next year. Because yeah, I'm imagine if they come back east for EnduroCross, that'll do it around... The TKO.
1: I hope so, yeah. I'd I'd love to come over for that. That, and um, I've also seen a lot of stuff from King of which is something I'd like to get over and have a go at. I know, actually, this year at Tennessee, a couple of my buddies, Rachel Gutish and um,
0: Chantel, they both
1: made it through and got to ride on the Sunday as well, so, like, super pumped for them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they did it from the
0: back. They did way better than me.
1: So that yeah, says a lot sorry about that Hey, I mean, that's just <laughs> We we'll like to call that a fact I don't, I don't
0: you know If that's spilled milk I should cry over That's just uh, I need to get better at riding right? Right.
1: They're both good riders There's oh, no yeah. shame In being beaten by those two
0: Yeah, so Tell us a little bit about How you got into Enduro Cross Because one of the things That I don't think A lot of people realize Is that, you know You're from Australia You don't live in the States You actually don't come over That often um, you have been recently of course but I mean before that you know that hasn't been a norm for you so kind of tell us a little bit about how you got into endurocross. cross
1: okay yeah so I ride trials mostly and uh my buddy Jack Field I mean I think a lot of your viewers will probably know him from busting out backflips after he wins the trials cross yeah class. the crazy guy who goes
0: <laughs> upside down yeah
1: <laughs> yeah okay so I ride with him and flare Riders a lot and uh he had a he was riding with christine and hooked me up a bike for the last round in uh last year in las vegas he just said to me if you want to come over and give this enduro thing a go like he knew that i ride enduro back home and i've got a pretty strong trials background he's like you'd probably go all right at it so yeah I came over and had my first gold at enduro cross at um las vegas um yeah in the final round and so I loved it. It was awesome. It's and you incredible. got second.
0: Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got second. So like, yeah, it blew my mind. <laughs> Mad
0: partying. Yeah. Mad partying.
1: Really good yes. party
0: after that. You know, it's, it's we've talked about it a couple times on the show, but just because I know you probably don't know, we were there and we, we that Saturday night after the Enduro Cross, we were at the at an Alligator Bar drinking <laughs> until 3.30. And we had one person that was sober, and that person at 3.30 told us, okay, guys, it's time to go, and she packed us up in the car and drove us home, started driving us home to Texas
1: oh, at 4 no. o'clock in the morning oh, from the bar. Epic. Like, left the
0: alligator bar, grabbed our bags, went straight to the car, and two, two of us passed out, the two that were drinking, and the other one just started driving.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: it's never the way you want to do it. That was the worst hangover ever. Like when you wake up and you're like, where am I? Oh, I'm only in Arizona. <laughs> like, damn it. Shit. It's no fun. It's no fun. But then you got a chance to do X Games. Yeah. And so uh, how did that work out? Was that kind of like... Because you get invited for that.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, actually, um, I was kind of really lucky with the X Games the invite. Uh, one of the girls was a bit more unlucky she had a crash one of the girls that was invited had a crash before it and did a shoulder I think so they ended up with a one spot left over and I was the next person on the list so I like, was oh, yeah. pretty lucky just late inclusion I think I had a week's notice I run up with a week's notice would you like to ride x games I'm like oh yeah of course like you know, not that back <laughs> so yeah um luckily Christini was able to get me a bike. Like Steve Christini's a super good bloke and right. he looked after me, got me a bike and got myself over here and had a race. It was great.
0: Yeah, and then what did you think of the track there? And we've seen some different types of Endurocross tracks and we know that they make the X Game ones uh, a little bit more T V friendly, I think is I don't know if that's a good way to put it or not. They seem to be a little bit more open, a little bit faster, a little bit more yeah. jumpy.
1: Yeah, it was less suited to me. Obviously, I don't have much of a Supercross background. I can't jump to save my life. (laughs) um, You and me both. (laughs) But, I mean, it was still a fun track. Like, I still loved riding it. But, yeah, definitely, for me, it would have been nicer if it was a little bit more gnarly. But, I mean, like you said, maybe, like, I think they were going for that kind of TV viewing where people weren't getting as stuck or something. I don't know.
0: I think uh, I was talking with one of the riders, and they mentioned that the average... The average enthusiast that may watch kind of adrenaline sports, uh, things that might happen with X games, don't realize that when you've got 10 riders stuck in a rock turn or 10 riders stuck in a matrix, you know, and having issues with technical objects, they don't get it. They don't have a relation to how tough some of that, those obstacles can be. So it's hard to make a slower, more technical endurocross race translate well on TV.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing ever looks as big on camera right. either.
0: Well, I know a couple of things that look really big on camera, but again, <laughs> that's my other show. That's Thursday nights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That show sucks. That show didn't make any money for because nothing looks bigger with camera as we have, as, as unfortunately yeah. we've mentioned. It's like a fucking <laughs> Let's
1: move on from that one. Little
0: roach yeah. or something just so this past weekend though we saw a lot of a lot of fun stuff happen. Taddy Blazuziak getting another getting a win in Atlanta over Cody Webb and then Colton Haker uh, coming in third. So we're definitely going to talk about a lot of the stuff that happened. One of the guys that did amazing while we were doing the live webcast, Ty Collins. This dude kicks a major butt. 15 years old, Riverside, Riverside, Riverdale, I don't know, California. Let's just go with <laughs> California. That's safe. Um, 15 years old, did the trial cross on his beta, one, And a little bit later, did the open amateur main and won on his big bike beta.
1: Yeah, that's really impressive. Um, I didn't. I, uh, I didn't get to see his open amateur main, but i seen the trials cross, and he's riding really, really well. And for someone who's 15, bloody unreal. But no backflip. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's no Jack Field, but...
0: He's got to work on the <laughs> backflip. We'll see, right? We'll see. We'll talk to him about that and see if we can get him in there. <laughs> all right. Well, while we get uh, Ty Collins called into the show, let's go ahead and uh, definitely talk about fly racing. So if you guys don't know flyracing.com, you can go to their website, check out all the awesome... Um, gear that they have Uh, one of the things as we've talked about they just came out with their 2015 line in Red Bud as that was going on Um, the 2015 line looks awesome of course here in Texas it's really really warm so I wear the kinetic mesh gear a lot Um, I find it really fantastic a lot of people don't realize how awesome it is to ride in that gear and then stand up because of the fact that it totally kicks butt for uh, venting your junk which you know it's important I think it is I think it's very important and, uh, Ty, I noticed that you're there, and I'm just going to let you know that for some reason, the wrong camera is hooked up, so you're looking at a wall and not <laughs> at all at us. But, hey, you can hear us okay, right? Yeah. There you go. Well, that's a start. If we could get a little bit more of Ty in the headphones. <laughs> Steven, look at that. It's better. Yeah, there you go, Mr. Ty Cullen. So we were just <laughs> chatting about you and how bad of a bad ass of a job you did. You're 15, so I'm trying to gauge how i should uh phrase this whole spectrum of a conversation if you will um but uh you did really good dude 15 years old from california drove all the way across to georgia to race in the trial cross and the open amateur class won both of those events and then i guess drove home back to california (laughs) dude so i mean how was your weekend and then the beginning of your week been I can hear. Him. Oh, I can't hear. Him. It's going in and out on me. What's going on there, Stephen? Are you are you pushing the wrong buttons?
2: Yeah, it's all these damn
0: cables. I don't like them. I don't either. All right. Right, yeah. so go ahead and tell me about your day there, uh, there, Kai.
3: It was a pretty good day. I mean, I had some problems in my uh, amateur before the uh, heat race and the time crack though and that was pretty
0: good yeah um so have you competed in the trial cross and the open amateur class at every round up until atlanta no
3: so far this year i'm only been able to make vegas and i just rode amateur at that one
0: okay um so i would imagine though that you are quite a good trials rider
3: yeah i ride the uh, expert nationals
0: and how would that relate to what Cody Webb would do on a trials bike?
3: Cody is a whole lot better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is that an understatement?
1: <laughs> I don't know. He's a like, Ty's only fifteen. Give the kid time.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, believe me, you I, you could probably ride a trials better bike better than I could try to walk down the street. Um, I would imagine that it, you've got some quite some awesome skills. So from this weekend, what do you think it was? We were talking about the fact of you coming off of your win in the trial cross, coming into your open amateur main. We didn't know if, one, you were going to be so tired that you weren't going to do all that well or if you knew the track so well that it was going to be a benefit. Now, the way you rode, you obviously there at the last couple laps made a couple awesome moves with some guys that were having a little bit of problems. But, you know, was that down to track knowledge? Was it just, you know sheer technical skill what kind of brought you through there at the end to be able to get the win for the open amateurs
3: um races usually aren't that long so i didn't get that tired and definitely doing a child's class helped me get more track time and know how the track was um breaking down and maybe uh be able to adapt to it better right
0: now, you said that uh, typically the races aren't that long. Is that because of the fact that this arena was a little bit bigger and that the track, uh, the, the, the lap times were a little bit longer?
3: No, usually the amateur and child races, they're only four laps, no matter the length of the track, so it's not that long.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I remember at Guthrie, in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Everybody was always talking about th- those being very long endurocross races, but for some reason that arena was bigger than a lot of other arenas, and they made the track, you know, pretty much the whole floor of the arena. So everybody hated life because they had rocks in their forearms and just like, you know, so much longer. Um, how many laps was y'all's, was y'all's final? Remember?
1: Yeah, we just did four laps for the final. We did three of like a shorter course, and then our last lap was the whole course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: uh, we were wondering about that too, because during your practices, you guys didn't do... There was one practice you didn't do the rocks, and then another practice or a heat that you did do the rocks? Yeah,
1: like in the morning practices and the heat races, we didn't do the The, the pro line. Yeah, the ho- the ho- pro line, yeah. So, um, And then in the afternoon, we went and talked to the organizer, like, come on, let, let us wrap the whole track. <laughs> okay. We were
0: wondering about that, and it's unfortunate that nobody brought that to our attention. You know, it would have been nice. We were doing the live broadcast, <laughs> but uh, we, we uh, you know, some things came up. But hey... Um, well, you guys looked good out there, I have to say. I, I would have gotten my ass kicked by at least one rock. This wouldn't have, would have <laughs> been fun. would have sucked. Well, Ty, what did you think about this experience? Have you ever been out east before for something like this?
3: Um, I've gone out east for a lot of trials events, but never for any events on a big bike. Okay. Well,
0: um, so have you been to the trials training center then, or were you going to other locations out east?
3: I've been going to the trials training since their center since I was about six.
0: Nice. So, this could be our future TKO winner.
1: Definitely. I mean, that's
0: pretty much like Cody. That was Cody Webb's training ground for the same reason. You know, going over there doing all the trials competitions.
1: Yeah, definitely. Those trials background definitely helps, and he's got a lot of speed. You see that in the amateur main, so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a definite well, possibility.
0: I noticed you're on a beta. You know, and it looks kind of like a factory beta, if you will. What What's the kind of setup there? Do you have a support program? Are you on the factory beta team for trials and for big bike? How's that break down for you?
3: I'm on the factory team for trials and pretty much the support team for endurocross.
0: Okay, and is it?
3: Do you find it easy
0: an easy switch from trials bike to big bike because they're both betas? Do they have similar characteristics?
3: Um, not. I don't know. It's just, I've been switching back and forth so much that it doesn't really affect me that much anymore. Right. I don't know if the the brand really makes that much of a difference in anything, though.
0: But, because of the position you're in, Beta's pretty badass, though, huh?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, do you, uh, so Christy has actually been to quite a few trials destinations um, And competed for Australia, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it works out, you know can't really can't really Been fake that one can you
1: yeah most of the other countries don't want me neither so
0: <laughs> we'll take you at least here on the seat time couch you've got you've got a home <laughs> but, uh, so is that something that you would like to do in your future you know i mean obviously you say you're you've you've traveled a lot doing a lot of trials and now it seems you're traveling doing some more big bikes some more enduro crosses would the trials destinations be something that you would like to try to take on in the near future
3: yeah definitely i'm um, hopefully gonna kind of turn pro on trials in a couple of years and be able to go do that.
0: Yeah, how does that work? Um, right now you said you're in the expert class the na- uh, in the national level. Um, is the pro class next? Is there like a semi-pro class? Do you have to make that advancement on your own? Do you get bumped up? Kind of tell us you know, how that how that would happen.
3: Yeah, pro is right above expert and you just move up whenever you feel you can.
0: Okay, so yeah, you could say, all right, today's my day, and just make the jump. Yeah. Uh, How would you do against uh, Pat Smodgy? Is he still out there?
3: He is way ahead of everybody else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. I think think you could, uh, the confidence you showed this past weekend shows that you got a chance to definitely um, do pretty good out there, so I'd be looking forward to it. So Denver, are you going to be able to make Denver?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's my plan is to be able to go to hopefully all of them, and probably not make Everett, but hopefully the rest of them.
0: Yeah, Everett, Washington, that would actually probably be a shorter drive though than going to Georgia, right?
3: Um, I don't know. I think it'd be a little bit shorter, but still really long.
0: You just can't talk your dad into it.
3: Probably not. <laughs> Maybe you go
0: get a job at, like, Papa John's and tell them you pay for gas money. <laughs> or, like, half the gas money because probably couldn't pay for all of it. But at 15, I don't know. That's a lot of gas money. Probably, what, four or 500 bucks?
3: Probably more than that.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: Gas isn't getting any cheaper. Yeah, that's either. true. <laughs> you
0: guys look like you're better at math than I am, so I'm going to rely on you guys for all the science that's going to go into these kind of calculations. Um... Any special setups? I noticed you're on Stillwell Suspension, a uh, huge supporter of seat time. I love what they've done for my bike, but um, you know, what are kind of the, the special setups that you guys have worked with on your beta for Endurocross?
3: Well, I use my Enduro bike for both Endurocross and I race the motocross sometimes, so I have kind of like a setup that's in between, kind of like a GNCC type setup to kind of compensate for both of them.
0: Can't afford two different setups, setups for suspension, huh?
3: Nope. Yeah,
0: I understand. I have I would have uh, one for all three. It's just be like GNCC, Motocross, DuroCross, Sucking, and all that other fun stuff that I can't do very well. But hey. Um, so I'm going to do Denver. I'm going to try to make the rest of the rounds except for Everett. You know, If we could talk your dad into going, we'll see if we can help you out with that. Um, not money wise because we don't have any of that, but you know, at least support. You know, I, I can, I, moral support, I'm here.
1: Emotional can, support. Yeah, emotional
0: support. I'll text. I'll uh, I'll keep them awake. You know, actually, I probably won't because I'm typically the first person to fall asleep on a long drive. But I mean, there's people out there that will totally do that for you. Yeah, definitely. Dad, Dad. stay awake. Don't fall asleep,
3: right? <laughs> but you got to do some usual too, right? I'm usually sleeping most of the time when we're driving anyway.
0: Good man. At least somebody out there is uh, gr- is following in my, sh- in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, dude. Well, cool, man. Well, we definitely, uh, I-, I mean, I just really wanted to talk to you on the show and learn a little bit more about you. Uh, try to get your name out there a little bit more. I-, I really don't know how much pull seat time has, but if nothing else, hopefully people learn a little bit more about Ty Collins. The fact that you kicked butt on your trials bike uh, in the trial cross class and also on your big bike beta. Um, were you riding a Beta 300, or what was the the boar bike you were on? It was a
3: 250. 250?
0: What are you, you're 15, you're just not, not man enough yet for that 300?
3: I'm getting a 300 next year.
0: 300 next year? He's like, what's my yeah. voice? Sounds like this. My dad said I could have a 300. <laughs> Maybe.
3: When I got my 250, a 300 was a little bit too much for me.
0: I hear you. Believe me. I have a 300 XC. KTM. It's orange. You know, because I ride a KTM, and uh, there's definitely multiple times where that 300 tries to throw me to the ground. I mean, I really don't think it's the, my lack of ability at riding a motorcycle. I really blame the extra 50 CCS most of the
1: time. That's definitely it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm
0: glad you're here, yeah. Just Yeah. Like, <laughs> just moral support, emotional support. That's you're good at this. Yeah. You might have to come stay for more. Yeah. I know. I can't pay you as much as your, your aviation company can or at all. But still, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, dude, uh, I'm not going to tell you to get on that 300. I'm going to let you make your own decision on what bike you want to ride because obviously you're riding way better than I would. So good job out there. Keep it up. Let us know how it keeps going. And when you're famous because of being on seat time, just uh, give us a couple virtual high fives. Is that cool?
3: Yep, I'll do that.
0: All right, man. Well, next time, uh, remember, a little bit of caffeine will bring up the ampage. Cause you got to get on my level here. I'm an excited kind of guy. I like to bring in with some enthusiasm. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you enthused, man. If I if we make it to Denver and I'm there, you better watch out. I'm gonna, you're gonna go through the Brian Pierce lesson classes of enthusiasm. Okay. You think Destry Abbott's rookie class on Friday is tough? <laughs> Wait till I get a hold of you, buddy. you'll be I'm waiting ready. to be 21 so you can beer bong some funnels and stuff. <laughs> there we go we got some life out of the kid we got a giggle alright man Ty thank you very much for coming on the show we appreciate it keep kicking ass and hopefully we'll see you in Denver alright man
3: yep see you
0: there <laughs> later dude 66 Ty right. Collins on the beta and he had ran the same numbers on his trials bike so if you guys go back and watch the live webcast or any of the other highlight videos I think uh, we saw Patrick was out there filming uh, Daniel Engel from Off-Road Viking um, we didn't see Zach Huberty from Innovation Off-Road um, there were a couple other guys. Obviously, a lot of other guys taking pictures for different uh, websites and such. So, if you see any of the 66, which would be Ty Cullens in the amateur or trial cross, uh, you know, high five him virtually. Maybe give him a little like.
1: Yeah, see, definitely. Up, you know? Give the kid a like. He yeah, needs come it. Come
0: on, he got he needs some friends. He's only 15. We got to make <laughs> him famous, or at least semi-famous. I
1: don't really or at know. least excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we did, We did. Yeah, I think he was either nervous, which. Mm, I mean, come on, it's only seat time. Um, or he just needs a little, boop, little little, lesson in the pep department.
1: Yeah, like you said, he is 15. He's probably just a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know, talking to big time now. He made it to seat time.
0: Yeah, I know. One day he'll be on the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to do anything except win your Enduro Crossies and Look
1: at you. <laughs> Already on the couch,
0: man. Just big time in it. Big
1: time in it. Yeah, well, in. Uh,
0: Before we go ahead and pull Cody Webb in, let's talk a little bit about Stillwell Performance, uh, which they actually, um, Alan Stillwell, who owns Stillwell Performance, is the manager for the Beta Team, which... Uh, Cody Webb is on. Max Gersten. We were just talking with Ty Collins. He is actually a support rider for those guys. But it sounds like he's factory for trials, which is pretty bitching for an expert. I would imagine to have that kind of support.
1: Yeah, definitely. Any support in trials is good support. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, it's it's probably like we we talk and bitch about uh you know the the, the size of our sport, but I can imagine that trials is,
2: is there's even less support there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't know what it's like over here, but in Australia, it's um, it's pretty small. I mean, it is definitely growing the last couple of years. It's getting bigger and bigger. I think it helps with uh, Extreme Enduros getting more popular. Everybody cross-trains trials nowadays. Right.
0: So. I need to cross-train trials. I need to cross-train in anything. This whole like trying to live-it-life thing sucks, but I don't look nearly as good-looking as Cody Webb does with a new haircut. Not at uh, all.
2: Thank you. <laughs> so, we were just talking about Stillwell Performance I didn't and how they do such on. a great Allison job. And I just heard my name. Oh, uh, well, that's okay. It's like comment on my hair.
0: You did get a haircut, which looks nice. Thank you. Yeah. See, I notice these things. People think that I'm just some face, you know, I'm just a face and a voice. No, there's a brain in here too, people. It's ridiculous. So, Cody, I realized,
2: Webb, after, I realized after Atlanta how hot it was, and then I knew I couldn't get as good-looking as you. So I'm like, I'm just gonna chop it off now.
0: There it is. It's 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 admission like that that really helps people take leaps and bounds forward in how good they feel about themselves in life. So I'm just uh I'm happy to see that you're starting to make those. So in case you didn't know, Cody, we do have a, a studio an in studio guest this evening. Um, one of your fellow trials competitors ish except she doesn't have a penis uh it's christy <laughs> mckinnon from
2: australia so hey, you know. Katie. <laughs> congrats on your win the other night too by the way
1: oh thanks so much
2: you remember yeah. that right you had yours in denver
0: was denver last year or the year before that when you got your win
2: denver last year is my first win
0: nice and now look at you totally kicking ass and and uh, being cool on the dirt bike. So we were just talking about Stillwell Performance, the great job that they do, obviously, suspending your motorcycle and making sure your squishy feel good. Um, and then Alan does a great job as you know team manager for Beta Motor, making sure that everything else runs smooth as well. So if you think that you're enjoying seat time, please go out and support the supporters of seat time and Stillwell Performance would be one of those people. And you can check them out at stillwellperformance.com. So Cody Webb, first place at the TKO. That is your second TKO win in a row and then second this past weekend in Atlanta at the Enduro Cross. Which of those two would you like to discuss first?
2: If any. Well, we'll, we'll go in chronological order. So let's go for the uh, TKO.
0: Alright. So we've talked a little bit about this, you and I personally. But the TKO seems to always bring in rain. Um, somehow, some shape or form. and It seemed like there were... Half the riders out there, when it started to rain, were not prepared for the rain. You, on the other hand, looked like you just had like a jetpack propellant of the rain and just got faster. I don't really know how you did that. What was going on there, dude? You just literally just turned it up a whole nother notch when the rain started coming down.
2: You know, I mean, I, I definitely didn't turn the notch up at all. I got a little sketchier. And, you know, I just, I was patient. I made smart moves and had good throttle control and, you know, I think a lot of people were a little nervous on the downhills, maybe, or were a little unsure where the traction was going to be and where it wasn't. Cause there, I mean, there were still spots out there where you can kind of get going, and then there was other spots that was just death and treacherous. Like any wrong move, and you're off the trail, and you're going to spend five minutes pulling your bike up. So, right. I think maybe, maybe from growing up riding a lot of trials there, I, I know where the slick areas are more likely to be. Oh, we got ambulance coming through here.
3: Okay, are, you, are you okay, Cody? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm safe. So uh is that loud on you guys? I can't tell.
0: <laughs> we we'll we'll make it we've been through worse.
2: <laughs> Alright, so you know, I definitely wasn't going any faster. I was just maybe a little more comfortable than the other guys and it just looked like I was.
0: Yeah. Um I've heard now, obviously, I just did the amateur part, and I know that that was like a 13-something-mile and something mile course, and you guys had closer to a 16-mile course, so they brought in a lot more steep uphill sections and a lot more steep downhill sections. Um, how do those develop? You say that you know how the, the slick spots kind of develop as it gets wet and how the traction is going to develop. Is that How do you learn that skill?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it- – when you look it's kind of like being on a moto track if you you can know what's going to be a hard pack really hard pack area that gets over water and it's going to be slick because it's like clay on top right or if you go into the loam you know I'm always trying to aim for the leaves the leaves and bark because you got a little bit of traction there versus just instant icing on a cake i like to call it what that is like the stuff at the trials training center like when it gets wet you see that little like shininess to it? it's like icing on a cake you're not going to go anywhere in that stuff huh that's
0: interesting that's a good point though is that
2: and then you want and then you want to stay away from a lot of the rocks because a lot of them just they literally i swear they sweat you know what i mean like it's dry outside
0: yeah no you're not the first person that's told me that this was definitely my first time at the t- at the trials training center ever and the first time for the tko and we had a couple texas guys that are trials competitors and they were like be careful for the rocks they sweat and i'm like what are you,
2: what are you talking th-
0: about? I know. I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But it's, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just so humid that they just, I don't know if the water's really coming from the rocks or that it's just so humid that it's accumulating on the rock. But, I mean, you could step on a wa- rock and it's uh, 85, 90 degrees outside and it's humid like you were in a trash bag and you'd slip off of the rock. Yeah. Like, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. But with what Cody's saying about trying to learn how to find that traction, is that something that you've kind of picked up on too, like in your trials backgrounds, or is that just something Cody Webb has just mastered?
1: Yeah, maybe that's just Cody. Webb. What's no, Cody <laughs> no um, huh. yeah, I think trials definitely does teach you that to look for traction. I mean, it's, it's sort of a pretty important thing. So yeah. yeah. And you guys, and, and that's going to well, be something when, when
2: you got two wheel, when you got two wheel drive, I mean, come <laughs> on, you just sit there and it pulls you around.
1: Yeah, yeah. On the Christina, I don't look for traction. I just ride the thing. You don't You don't look for traction? You make traction?
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it makes fall. traction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, and then uh, Taylor Roberts getting another second. So he's now been the bridesmaid twice. You were the bridesmaid twice behind Mike Brown. Does that mean that he is going to be coming for you? I mean, I know he was coming for you this year, but do you think he's going to be so much more prepared next year that he is your main competitor?
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be coming for, for me again next year, I know for sure. And, you know, he's, he's kind of like the top dog over there at KTM right now for their um, extreme Enduro off-road kind of run they're doing here in the States, and he's hungry. Uh, but, I mean, I'm hungry too, and I'm just going to keep pushing and progressing forward, and I'm sure he is too, and a bunch of the other guys. So uh, I definitely have the target on my back, and hopefully I can uh, try and go for three years running. We'll see how it goes. Right. Um Anything about the TKO, either A
0: that you don't like, that B could use improvements. Um, I think you've won it twice. You've been there, you know, four times. You've seen a lot, seen this this uh, event grow. Is there any big things that they could do to change it up or make it better?
2: Um, honestly, I think it's a pretty good and fair event. Uh, unfortunately, like a couple guys in that knockout round, you know, like Grafunder, who's you know he finished top ten at Erzberg. I think in every attempt, he's done it there, and he didn't even able to make it in the main just because of the way the qualifying deal works. The top three out of five have to go in. So Unfortunately, sometimes some of the riders get packed in those groups where the best riders may not always make the main event, but for a a kind of like a standpoint of all riders together, all skill levels, I think it's a pretty fair race. I mean, there's other ones I've done where it's literally just hell the whole race, and, you know, I, the beginning of the course.
0: Oh. What does it
2: say? You've been put on hold. He put us on hold.
1: Oh. Serious? Hello.
2: Cody Webb, you put us uh, on hold. Someone called me. I, I couldn't help that.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. A lot of things happen on Z time, and
2: it's a first for being put on hold. So, hey, so, why not? We'll go with it. So, anyways, um it's a it's a tough enough event but there's a good majority of fast stuff so it makes it fair for like the GNCC guys or national enduro guys it's you know it's i don't necessarily think the guy who's the best extreme rider can always win because there's a good mix of fast and it's not exactly like the main events the toughest race here are done it's all pretty fair and consistent and you know the the i guess the most consistent guy with speed is going to be the one who's on top
0: right which was you
2: Fortunately, it was.
0: Yes. We were talking about traction and how the rock, some places they have it and some places they don't. Um, if you guys haven't seen the loop-out video that I just so happened to be filming for when Caleb Russell looped out in one of the skill sections, um, I went back and looked at some of my pictures of that section. And it's exactly what Cody's talking about. So there's all these slick rocks, and it, it, they were kind of wet and sweaty, but right off to the side of these rocks, just so happened to be a rock that had a bunch of traction on it like um, like different different type of sediment um, was this rock so what happened is he's all blitzing it on these slick rocks and it just slid over it caught this traction rock and upside
2: down Launched them.
0: but that was so controlled though I mean I, I that's what blew my mind is that that bike looped out and typically in those situations that's when you freak out and you're like let go and it just flies into the crowd I mean which would have sucked because that would have been me at that point in time but uh, he really controlled that well. I was surprised.
2: Yeah, I was impressed. He just kind of – it was like nothing ever even happened. He didn't even get mad about it. He was just like, all right, I got to get this thing straightened out and go back the other way again.
0: I would agree. Did you see that yet?
1: No, I haven't. I'm going to have to check that out.
0: I'll make sure you get, a, get, get to give time some extra views on it before you leave.
1: Yeah, definitely. Nice.
0: you got to pump up the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so any, any other uh, fun TKO bits that you, you feel worthy of discussion
2: um, I hate chiggers. I feel like there's just chiggers everywhere around there. That and
0: poison ivy, man. I took, I think I took like four. Well, I wouldn't say showered, but four cat baths a day, just because I was like, I knew that walking around that place, you, you like, I don't know that I'm in poison ivy because this all looks like poison ivy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense.
2: Well, so I guess go ahead. I'll, I'll share, I'll share one other secret about the DKO. I spent pretty much all day Saturday walking up and down the creeks making sure i knew when i got there it wasn't all kind of new terrain like i knew where i wanted to go and you know luck favors the prepared and i knew where i was going when i got to those rocks so you know opportunity
0: and preparation right or preparation meets opportunity
2: yeah one of those things something
0: i don't know my dad would know some somebody with more wisdom than myself you know i think you're right though um and there's not much that's going to change because you guys don't have a ton of riders going through there. Would that be correct? Like kind of when you were saying you walk these creeks, knowing that when you come through it tomorrow, it's probably going to be pretty close to what it is now?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, it might get a little slicker and tire tracks. But, uh, you know, I had my own line in a couple spots separate from other what it looked like other people were doing. So it maybe paid out for me in the long run.
0: Right on. Cool. And then what did you do kind of leading up to the Enduro Cross this past weekend? Did you uh, do any testing? Did you do any training or anything specific?
2: Um, I actually had to leave uh, Nashville early Monday morning. I flew back to L.A. And I was in L.A. for a day and a half. I had to do a photo shoot for Von Zipper goggles. Go on. (laughs) So... Basically, it's going to be amazing, but I can't share the info information yet. But it's going to be awesome.
0: Is it? I want to see this. Well, I don't know
2: if you I don't know if you saw like their last ad campaign they did last year, like the free wheelers, where they're, It was like Will Hahn and all those guys ripping around on vintage bikes. Yep, it was kind of like that, but to another different level.
0: Was there either half naked chicks or fire involved?
2: Damn it, there was none of those, so I guess it wasn't that great, but. <laughs>
0: Well, good. It should be the, pretty cool. What I can say is that you haven't started to steal any of my seat time ideas yet, then.
2: Oh, perfect. I'll work with you. Just let me know when you want me to come out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you gonna be one of the half-naked chicks or the person on fire?
2: What? Uh, fire. I guess. <laughs> I can't be. I can't be the other one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm into weird, but that's just like that's like a whole nother level of where I was going with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So. Yeah. So then go I- ahead. I did the photo shoot all day Tuesday, then had a red eye, and I flew back to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I got there Wednesday, and then Max Gersten and the truck driver Mickey picked me up in the beta rig, and we went riding, so I had a nice red eye, directly to trail riding, with some locals out there in the backwoods of Tennessee, so that was pretty fun, but it rained on us once again, it's pretty much endless.
0: (laughs) Yay, Tennessee in August.
2: (laughs) So, uh, and then, uh, you know, we took a day of travel off Thursday, took a day off from riding and kind of rested and went hiking up around Rock City, did a little touristy stuff, and then uh, headed out to the Baylor's house. And uh, they put us up. Stu just got out of surgery, unfortunately, with a broken hand, pretty yep. unfortunate for him. But um, we spent Friday morning doing uh, some motos and just kind of getting back in the Enduro cross group before we had to race Saturday at their personal track in South Carolina. <laughs>
0: their personal track and you just got done redoing your enduro cross track so is it going to be like a whole another level for you now that you've done that
2: uh it's not going to be a whole nother level but it's just going to change it up for me and you know i have a whole watering system now so that's the best thing you know i'll be able to go out and water it the night before and maybe a little bit in the morning and then actually be able to ride consistently good dirt that doesn't break apart because it's pretty sandy in my house so right I'm constantly shoveling and raking my lips to make it jumpable again.
0: Oh, man, there's a sexist sexist joke in that that comment somewhere. I just haven't come up with it yet, you and your breaking lips. But uh, we had one question. What tire were you running at the TKO? I would imagine he means rear tire. Was it the gummy special Dunlop one that is oily?
2: I had an 81 on for a while, And then uh, I ended up going to the Gummy uh, before it started raining. Got
0: lucky on that one, didn't you, bro?
2: Sometimes, you know, I make educated guesses. (laughs) The weather didn't look too good. so.
0: (laughs) I like it. Educated guesses. I need to start doing more of those. I just guess on stuff and see what happens. Maybe if I thought about things a little bit more. I don't know. Whatever. So moving into the Enduro Cross round, uh, any expectations when you got there, saw the track, um kind of first thoughts
2: i thought the track looked really fun it was uh, a little bit tighter in some spots but still looked fast and maybe uh changed some of the course to make it jumpy again and i think that was a smart thing it kind of gave the track a little bit more flow to it and the track was awesome just the matrix was it had fresh pine wood in there and not too long after the water and Once the bark rubbed off, it's like trying to ride on ice, and I'm pretty sure everyone would agree with me on that one.
0: Yeah, it looked like it. Would you? uh, Any any comments?
1: Yeah, it got pretty (laughs) gnarly. I was pretty happy the front wheel was working on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I bet. So let's talk about that matrix for a little bit with the pine because they actually even took a log out. You know, we posted a picture on Instagram while you know you guys were carrying out there. I say you guys. I don't think Cody that you were spending any of your hard earned muscle on it, but other guys were. and then- but uh, yeah, so what was the thoughts there? Why did uh, why did they take that out?
2: I guess they had a vote on it. I wasn't there for the vote. Huh. but uh, it was probably for the better. I mean, it was just it was carnage in there. Even in the main event, there was still people crashing there half the time. Uh, so
0: I won't disagree. That's the
2: first time I've ever seen them actually like significantly make a big change to the track like that. Christy, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it was a good thing, even without that log in the main event, like all the main events, it was still carnage right there, like it was a pretty gnarly matrix, and also you turned into it, so it was pretty hard to get into it straight, so yeah, good call.
0: And the matrix, I I think I heard someone, one of the riders mention this, the matrix is typically, they use telephone poles, but for some reason they use the pine this time, as you were mentioning, and then the bark came off, so they got super slick because of the water. Is that... Actually true that typically the Matrix is telephone poles? Or is that just kind of like whatever wood they got for said event?
2: I'm going to make an educated guess. And when I think of, like, Las Vegas, I don't think they have trees there. So, yeah, it's the trees. And, you know, they've had the Vegas venue for a while. And they go and buy the rocks and all the material, like, ahead of time. And they store them somewhere. So it was all fresh Trees and I coming from like you know, riding trials nationals and stuff, a worn out log is a lot easier than fresh ones with bark rubbed off.
0: There you go, that's like saying, uh, mm, No, this isn't that show. I was gonna go somewhere with fresh wood and all this stuff, but I got sometimes you just gotta shut up, you know, sometimes you gotta know when to shut up, right, Cody?
2: Yeah, fresh wood is hardwood, usually, yeah. You know?
0: Go on. (laughs) Man, if I'd have worn pants for this episode, Christy would not be nearly so freaked out. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Sorry. I just got to go there sometimes. It's so much fun to see people sweat in their own pants and clothes and position in life. So, Cody, um, you had one hell of an awesome moment during your hot lap. And I'm specifically referring to the end of it. Um, yeah. and But here, here's what's weird. Yep. L- l- before we even talk about that, let's talk about the very, very, very start of your hot lap. I said, man, I think Cody Cody looks like he's ready for this. Cody looks like he's got it. Like, even before you started, I just see the confidence. I like the way you were amping up the crowd. Nobody else gave a shit about the crowd. You were amping up the crowd, revving your bike. And they're going to see and feel that confidence. And unfortunately, you went over the, fir- the finish line to start your lap. And right out of the, coming out of the uh, the 180 around the tire, I, you, I blew the first corner, you man. You blew the first corner, and I said to Jordan, I was like, that's it right there. He lost it by like a tenth to two tenths of a second, and that's exa- almost exactly what it was. Um, and so, you're I'm sorry that I was so ed- that I had such an educated guess that it turned out to be right. But yeah, dude, your hot lap, though, holy shit, you and Taddy Blazusiak both. The way you hit the water, came out of the water, and then kind of like manual wheelie the, the two the tire double thing. Holy crap, that was epic. It was so freaking fast. Did you
2: not? Did I you mean, did you like my sweet line into the water hole too? Where I was I just I decided to huck it and figure yeah, that out. You had your front I
0: was like, holy shit, dude. I was like, it's a good thing you have somebody who knows what they're doing with suspension like Stillwell performance who supports seat time. That you didn't get your Face like bucked over your handlebars but your rebound was set correctly because oh, holy shit. Don't
1: worry. Don't
0: worry. I did that later on in the hot lap, remember? Yes. That's true. Yes. And then.
1: How did you not go over the handlebars?
0: I think he actually used his butthole muscles to hold on to the fender. So it like. Gravity, <laughs> like, and butthole muscles just like kept it from not doing a front flip.
2: Um, I came in the tire really fast. And all day before, like, I've never, like, came into it hard. I would just go and kind of cruise off of it. And I'm like, oh, I, got, I messed up that turn. I got to hit this thing fast. And the tire sunk in and then rebounded me. Like, you know, like, it's like basically like a trampoline. Yep. And you don't want, you don't want that. Nope. Off the lip of a tire jump. And I knew as, as soon as I hit it, it was not going to be good. So, uh, Drew Rui sent me the photo like of all the whole thing in action and it's like before the front end is even dropped i'm already leaning off the bike looking like an idiot because i knew it was going to be bad and in the air all i was thinking about was like i'm just going to break my collarbone right now i'm going to break my wrist (laughs) my face is going to be so ugly (laughs) yeah i'm just glad i rode out of it but you know i i thought i was all right like my shoulder was really sore because I hit. I think I hit the throttle assembly. So my throat, my shoulder was super stiff and an instant headache. But I, other than that, I'm like, okay, I'm all right. And, man, I woke up the next day and I flew home. And, like, I could barely even sleep the following night. My neck was so sore.
0: Ugh. Yeah, and, and how so, much did that bother you during the finals that you were kind of, you know, whiplashed?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to. Blame it on anything I, I felt like I was Pretty strong I'm just My shoulder was really Really hurting a lot During the final And I mean Even on the The podium I couldn't even like Barely shake the champagne Bottle to celebrate My second place So Right I I wasn't feeling awesome But You know You gotta make Make do And You know Once the gate drops You put all that stuff Behind you
0: Absolutely Yeah Yeah No I, I would I would agree with that Wholeheartedly Um we kind of discussed it a little bit over text message and I feel like there's something to be said about the the, the fact that who who is very well known for his after winning celebrations, decided to just ride straight off the track into the tunnel and it looked like he wasn't even going to come back from the podium um, and that, you know, there was, and once he did, there seemed to be some, some frustration um, on everyone, for everyone on the podium. I mean, is, what, what kind of your professional assumption behind that I think is what you said to me earlier uh, so does that still stand
2: yeah it's there's definitely a lot of stuff like I think everyone was a little frustrated and the main event was super probably the gnarliest one we've had that I can think of and you know I had a big lead that I got you know I cleanly passed Taddy and I felt like I pulled away I was riding really good and I just I got held up in a turn you know this three lappers battling each other you know they don't know i'm coming in behind them and they're doing their own thing and somewhere down a turn there's nowhere for me to go so i lost a lot of ground and fell right afterwards like an idiot and then i just couldn't even hold on and i threw away my race you know i I felt like i should have had that right i'm sure Taddy Taddy was probably flustered that i was able to uh put a move on him and start pulling away and there were you know my dad was standing right next to Taddy's mechanic my dad said it was the first time he's ever been seen ever saw a Taddy's mechanic yelling at him to get going so i think Taddy was frustrated that he fell off pace a little bit and you know everyone all we were all really tired definitely at the main event and colton rode good all day you know he threw down a strong hot lap like he's been doing all freaking year yep and uh you know he had some mistakes that first lap that put him back and he caught up to me, and I was barely able to hold him off last couple laps. So we were all kind of frustrated in our own way, but you know, we we all can't complain. We all finish on the podium. That's where we need to be each race.
0: Yep. I mean, now we've got a super close points race, man, coming into Denver in October. So this is going to be, you know, if we have another tight race like that where everybody's kind of changing positions, but it's you know somehow still y'all three. I mean, that's going to be. It's going to be pretty epic. You mentioned something pretty, pretty, uh, pretty notable as well that you noticed about Taddy when he was on the podium.
1: Oh, yeah. I reckon like every other podium I've seen from the Enduro Crosses, Taddy seems to get on the podium and just look cool as a cucumber. He actually looked like he had to work for it in um, Atlanta. Yeah. He really did.
0: And, and I would agree with that. Um, even though, you know, with the webcast, we tried to get the best vantage point possible of the podium. It wasn't the, it wasn't perfect, and we know that we're working on it. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was adamant that there was uh, a there was frustration, and there was you know everybody was tired. They had had to work really really hard for that kind of stuff. So, but that's okay. I yeah. think you you kicked ass. Um, you know the thing is is that y- you know you came away with a podium as you said, and that you d- you didn't lose a ton of ground. Um, and that's you know kind of kind of the main goal is to stay in it the whole year. So I definitely want – if any, if anybody – if I want anybody to break up Taddy's winning streak, it's you, Mr. Cody Webb. Thank you. Yeah. You're my boy, Blue. I'm doing,
2: I'm doing my best to try and make that happen. You're
0: going to go on the podium at the end in, in Ontario, California, and be like,
2: seat time, motherfuckers. Out.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go drink. Em. I'm not even
2: coming back next year. I just did my goal. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is say seat time, motherfuckers, live. Anybody can, actually. You just have to come on the show. It's pretty pathetic. It's way easier than people think. Well, I had some other good questions I wanted to ask you, and if has, in, in complete seat-time fashion, I just forget them. Quality. Christy, anything Anything come to mind for you? Now that you're on the spot?
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for putting me on the spot
0: there. <laughs> well, um, Cody, what did you think about the fact that we were able to do the live broadcast? Have you heard any good, bad thoughts from people? Maybe yourself? I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. I know you're a busy Von Zipper picture-taking guy. But uh, any thoughts?
2: I haven't watched it yet, but I heard from a couple people that it's hard because you guys would see something in person watching it, and then other people weren't seeing what was on the webcast. Stevie's saying something, people are like, "What? What's going on? I can't see it when it's showing something else." But yep. That's that. What are you gonna do about that? You can't really fix it unless you're just watching what the webcast is actually showing and yeah doing announcement as it's going
0: on yeah and that's actually something we discussed beforehand that we were trying to like figure out a way to make sure that didn't happen but what what and we thought we had a pretty good process for but but the way i mean no excuses really it's just a learning curve for sure is that we had because of having to hook through the arena's overhead monitor it degraded our feed that we had to our monitor and because of that degration, we could barely see the riders' numbers. Like, we just had very little definition. Even though we were pushing 1080p out to the internet, we didn't even have yeah. 1080p on our feed. So we were like, okay, we think that this is Christie's 767, but we'd look around the monitor to make sure. And then we'd wind up catching other action in that, in that motion to try to figure out who it really was. And then we would start calling shit that was happening off the monitor. So, yeah, I mean, that was – it was – a very, very, uh, very large learning curve, but uh, we're, that's, we were happy that's to why do I'm. It.
2: That's why I'm riding. I don't want to deal with that. I just, I just race. Hey, that's cool, man. Well, you do it's that. stressful.
0: You do that shit way better than I do, so I'm glad you're the ones doing it. Uh, did you hear about, um, about me getting in trouble during the webcast? No. What'd I, you do? You cuss? I didn't cuss. I did not curse the entire webcast. I didn't even make a single sexual reference the entire webcast.
1: No.
2: I said poo-poo because I didn't want to say shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even do that. Like, I didn't even have, like, a, a pseudo word for a curse word. Like, that's how good of a job I did. I was so proud of myself. No. So... We're like we're in the last chance qualify. Yeah, we're in the last chance qualifiers, and Ryder Lafferty was out there, and we were talking about um, uh, kind of how. Travis Preston had mentioned on the Pulp Show how riders, how us as dirt bike riders, because of the fact that we get very intense and we have to focus, that we're we're typically very intelligent riders. Those racers that are at extremely high levels of professionalism. And, you know, okay, cool, but at the same time of being so intelligent that you have to have some form of dumbness because you're kind of like wicking the throttle back so hard to make these... Passes or do all this stuff. And I was kind of going through that story, but instead of using the word dumb, I used the word stupid. And then in that, we kind of transitioned into Ryder Lafferty in The Matrix. And then we transitioned to talking about like Mike Lafferty and Rich Lafferty and how much they've done for the sport. I mean, so it just unfortunately turned into Rich Lafferty showing up at the booth where we were doing the webcast. And he just looks me in the eyes with complete, I'm about to fuck you up. Dude, do we have a problem? And I'm like, I mean, I immediately realize he's about to jump the table and beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, Rich, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, Do we have a problem? And I'm like, Rich, I don't know what you're talking about. So I stand up and I was like, Jordan, take control. And she just was talking, you know, doing the commentating. So I, and apparently, Mike Lafferty was watching and he thought that we were kind of like degrading to the Lafferty's. Um, And to writer on screen, and then a bunch of other Lafferty's were watching and called Mike and thought the same thing. And then so they all called Rich, and like Rich, not knowing, immediately just, you know, took the side of the family and just came down and was all upset. Now, granted, once I explained the situation, he was like, We're cool, we're cool, we're cool. But I mean, for about 10 seconds there, I literally thought that Rich Lafferty was going to jump a table and kick my ass.
2: He had the the eye of the tiger. Dude,
0: he he was about to jersey up on my ass. Like, it was pretty intense. Now, I didn't talk. I, I apologize, and I still apologize. Like, I didn't want it to come across that way. I've Mike Lafferty, Rich Lafferty, Ryder Lafferty, those dudes are all awesome. They've done so much for this sport. There's no way in hell I would ever degrade any of those racers or their families. It's just insane that that kind of got turned into this, like, talking shit on the Lafferty's on a live EnduroCross broadcast. I was just like, how did that get so misconstrued? But, hey. You know what do you do besides try not to get your butt kicked live, right?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't hear it or see it, but it sounds like hopefully you guys got the uh, situation figured out. Yeah, and when I I apologized,
0: like I said, live, but I didn't mention anybody's name. I didn't really want to get into it too much then. I just wanted to get it out there that I'm not trying to do this. Sorry that you guys took it this way, but here, you know, it was the Lafferty's, and there's no way in hell I was trying to say anything bad about the Lafferty. So it's kind of crazy, but hey so that was uh my oh shit moment for the night um besides that i don't know if we'll be doing denver or not i kind of hope we will um i'd like to be able to do that and have more fun doing some endurocross stuff but so what's next for you are you going to be doing anything else or you just got races uh just play riding and practicing up until denver
2: uh, i just started school today so that that sucked and then uh I leave Thursday, and there's a actually a, a drill cross race going on in Colombia that Eric Pernard helped set up. Yeah. So so eight of us are going to that. So I'm leaving Thursday. I'm going to go race in Colombia for the weekend. So that should be a pretty awesome experience. Um, I'm not going to try and smuggle anything home because I've seen the TV shows and it looks horrible.
0: Mm-hmm. And who really wants to put drugs in their butt?
2: Whoa! I wasn't even. Going that far? I oh, will.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just assume if you're gonna smuggle it, that you're that's where it's. I mean, is that not a good assumption to make?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see how you went there.
2: <laughs> so, and then yeah, I'll basically just be practicing, um, getting ready for Denver. Maybe high altitude training at sea level by. I don't know. It's not going to work out very well. Yeah, don't but, screw uh,
0: up like the like the Olympic uh, long long distance skaters or speed skaters did, training like not at altitude or at altitude when it was like in flat, and that's why they blamed them, their sucky Olympic performance on.
1: Have you seen how tall this guy is? It's not like he needs to do altitude training.
0: Yeah, that's true. He just does jumping jack so he can like get altitude training. He's like,
2: yes. who is this?
0: You, she says you. that you're you're so tall that you don't need to do altitude training. Just walking around oh. for like in the clouds, bro.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you're tall. The weather I mean... is the, we, the weather is pretty nice up here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now he's okay with it. Now he's okay with it. Well, all right, dude. We appreciate it. Was funny it. Thing was, uh, Go ahead. Nicoletti, Nicoletti came up to my dad in the pits, at uh, in Atlanta, and he was saying something. He's like. Uh, he's like, man, Cody looks so tall on that beta. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so I got filthy Phil wondering how I ride a dirt bike because I'm lanky, I guess.
0: You? I mean, that's not a negative word, so I'm gonna use it. But yes, you are a lanky, son of a bitch. Um, but you, <laughs> and you kind of look a little noodly on the bike. Nowhere, nowhere as bad as Jordan Bailey. Jordan Bailey looks way more noodly on a bike than you do. But uh, I-, I would say you ride that bike like a badass, and I think that's all that matters. So. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
2: Thank you. Appreciate Good. it. You Except kick- in the uh, – you got a really cool picture of like a blurry picture at the TKO of me like trying to shred a berm, a rut. Yeah. And I came into it, and I saw you there. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to nail this corner, like make a sick pick. And then I see the picture, and I'm like, all right. I'm like halfway off the back of the seat, not even over the front of the bars, like – legs not straight. I'm like, "No, I'm just give up. I'm just going to drag my legs some more in the corners."
0: <laughs> hey man, I really like that picture actually. Those were those were some of the reasons I I rented a wide angle lens and uh, and a little bit better camera because I wanted to try to take some pictures like that. Kind of I guess I get a little tired of the static kind of pictures that we get a lot in yeah. the magazine. It was, so It
2: was it was an aw- it was an awesome picture, but I was like my moto form wasn't on point that day that time.
0: Well, uh Man, anytime you want to practice your moto and me practice my picture-taking skills, we'll just let me know and I'll hop in my private jet because got one of those and we'll just fly around the world and do this shit. let do it. Somebody's yeah. going to want to pay us. I know it. I know it.
2: That's what I don't get is like those, those mountain bike guys. I have a couple uh, friends who are like pro mountain bike freestyle kind of guys. And now one, one of them doesn't even do competitions. He just goes and like films movie trips in New Zealand and then goes to Whistler and he gets paid to do that. Yep. Let's do that deal.
0: Yep. It's crazy. What's his name?
2: His name's Ryan Howard. But there's a bunch of other those guys too.
0: Are they like all like up in guy, that area? Up in your area?
2: Yeah. Another another guy in my area did a Mitsubishi commercial where he backflip in the Mitsubishi. Oh, that was like Cam Mitsubishi. McCall, right? Yeah. He's from up by my house too. Oh, you...
0: You know Cam and Tyler McCall.
2: I know Tyler. I don't know Cam.
0: Oh, dude. Okay, now I really have to like figure out where you live.
2: Sorry, <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to visit.
2: Oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, I'm moving. <laughs> I just did all this work on my enduro cross track, and it's for nothing because I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> nobody wants yes. Pierce, Nobody wants Pierce uh, to know uh, where their domicile is. It could get awkward. Well, dude, good luck with school. Good luck with the, all the training that's going to be going on. Getting ready for uh, to go to Columbia, do some EnduroCross racing down there. Don't smuggle anything. I mean, if you don't put anything in your butt. Um, have fun. Kick ass. And I, hopefully we'll see you in Denver, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll be there. So hopefully I'll see you guys there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the way he thinks. Thanks, buddy. And if you could put in a good word for us with any of your friends at EnduroCross, you just drop them a line. I might know a couple. All right, good man. We'll take it easy, and thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it.
2: Yep, thanks for having me. <laughs> Later, thanks man. You guys another time.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, Mister Cody Webb, very impressive. Uh, the way he rode, I think it really does baffle my mind. What those, what you guys, not what those guys, what you guys can do on a motorcycle on those Enduro Cross tracks.
1: Oh, definitely the the pro guys—they blow my mind. Like they're so fast. Like Colton and Cody, and those guys are unreal. Yeah. yeah. I, what
0: what's even crazy is Colton's doing all that on a four fifty.
1: Yeah, that guy can ride. He's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it, it's it's and, and he he kind of started out as a trials rider, right? I mean, like originally was just kind of a trials rider and kind of got into the big bike stuff because he was doing the trial cross class, I think, like way back in the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the uh, same thing with Cody, really. I mean, was a trials rider, probably had some big bike experience, you know, just growing up around dirt bikes, but never really competitively, and then just picking it up and kicking ass on it.
1: It definitely helps. Those skills that you sort of get from trials, like the real basic skills, they've got to help. Right.
0: Yeah. Are those basic skills that a lot of us who probably started just on big bikes, maybe should have learned?
1: I. Uh, Yeah, I guess so.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, we learn how to walk one way. We learn, you know, everybody, like, learns how to walk on their own. They learn, you know, but we're kind of, like, taught how to speak. We're taught how to read. We're taught all these different rules and stuff. But is there one way better than the other? It's like, I don't know. Like, the trials, there seems to be such a good way to learn your base foundational skills. Yeah. Where there doesn't, on a big bike, on a big bike, you just get out and kind of blitz around.
1: Yeah, I still reckon any kind of motorbike riding is good kind of motorbike riding. Um, Trying to
0: vibrate your body? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She said yes to that.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of good riders that have never touched a trials bike in their life as well, so I don't think it's the only way to learn how to ride a motorbike, but I definitely think it's a good way to learn.
0: Solid point. So you're saying we should all buy them?
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think that's the way to look at it. So um, you're getting ready to head back to Australia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I'm back in Australia for one day, and then I'm off to Spain for the Trials of Nations again. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Holy crap! So well, you're going to be jet lagged and all over the place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah,
0: forgetting your trip because you didn't realize how sleepy you really were and how you can't remember anything. No, well, yeah, um. So we were talking about, what was it, the best that you've done is a ninth, but best placement at a world competition was seventh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah.
0: But this is like, we're talking super competitive, you know, like plus 40 ladies that are competing in these yeah. events and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think trials is kind of the most, the biggest field that you get at women's competitions worldwide as a world championship. You know, you get, yeah, 40 plus girls competing and it's all pretty close. You know, the top five are really, really good. And then from there, we're all pretty close together. So makes it, makes it interesting.
0: Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Well, uh, did you get a chance to catch any of the broadcasts after the fact?
1: Yeah, I've seen a little bit of, like, a lot of people back home have been watching it, and um, I've got lots and lots and lots of support messages from back home, and I know everyone back home is pretty stoked with the broadcast, so.
0: So, but n- no, nothing bad, nothing good, just, I mean, well, obviously good, but nothing that was like, well, those guys suck?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing that I heard. No, Sweet. No bad news, yeah, no. Everyone I heard, or, or everyone I've spoken to just loved it, Love the fact that you guys um, showed it, showed all the way to the end as well, like it's nice, you don't just cut off straight after the the first place rider finishes, it's nice to see everyone sort of battling through to the end, you know yeah. yeah.
0: well there you go Stephen, more kind words even all the way from Australia, I think that's pretty good I think we're, it's over like 6,000 views right now so I mean for a handful of days that's pretty good I would think,
1: yeah that's awesome
0: so, not too bad, not too bad um, so we've been talking about doing all these kinds of traveling to these different races that we've done um, and obviously from Australia. So if you are outside of the country or even inside of the country and you're thinking, man, I would love to travel to some of these races and make some of these events that I just don't have a chance to make it to before, KR4 Performance has their Arrive and Ride program. And you can find more about this at kr4performance.com. Now, this program's there's kind of one of two ways that you can do this. You can A, um, sign up for a program where you bring them that your bike and they do everything for your bike. So you bring them your gear, you bring your bike, and all you really have to do is show up. Your bike is professionally prepped, ready to go. All the new parts that need to be on it are on it. All the things that need to be changed, oil, air filter, all that stuff's ready to go for you to race. Um, you can do this right now at the GNCCs or the National Enduros, but we've seen them at um, at the Enduro Cross in Atlanta. So there may be a chance that this could possibly be for a couple Enduro Cross rounds in the future. Um and considering that there were quite a few people from California that travel all the way to the East Coast, I would think that there's a lot of people that could take advantage of this to want to try to do some different types of races that they may not have done before, like a GNCC or a National Enduro that we're going to have in South Carolina this weekend. Um, so yeah, definitely check them out. Careforperformance.com. You can check out the arrive and ride program. Steven and I did take advantage of it. They do have the UTV program as well. We didn't even. We haven't really. We don't really talk about that that much, but to have a chance to just even do a ride along in one of those professionally built professionally driven UTVs at a GNCC Steven didn't even wind up with underwear after it was done at some point in time they just were gone like he just they just blew off his body cuz of the amazingly good time that he had and i think Probably he shit himself and he just threw him away before anybody actually realized it because it was intense. Those buggies move and they have a lot of fun. So even if it just sounds like a good time for you to go out there to one of the UTV rounds uh, and get a ride along there and then race the next day, I think that would be a fine opportunity as well. And even if you don't want to give your bike to them at the beginning of the year, you can rent a bike. So you know, if you're ever back in in the States and you're like, hey, there's a GNCC this weekend. I'm going to call up KR4 and be like, what you got?
1: Yeah, that's yourself great. yourself a bike.
0: So that's maybe you could do that for a Durocross too. Well, I have a feeling Christine will be your buddy for a while.
1: Yeah, I reckon Christine looks after me pretty good, and I'm pretty happy to be riding a two wheel drive bike. <laughs> um, but that's an awesome opportunity for people like to be able to turn up to an event with your bike ready to go. Yeah. That's
0: it was unreal. great for us. I mean, we literally flew into, uh, was it Union's, well, outside of Union, South Carolina, drove in, and it was like, bam, ready to go. Yeah, so. cool. Bitching way to get a 300 XE. Uh, under my legs in uh, Union, South Carolina. So cool. Um, what else? You want to talk about anything else? You got any other moto stuff going on besides going to the moto the trials destinations?
1: Um. Yeah, that's about as far ahead as I've actually planned at the moment. Like, sounds like a yeah. lot, though.
0: I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, but hopefully, actually, I'm going to try and get back over, do some more enduro crosses at the end of the year. Like, definitely
0: yeah October we're slams we've got three in October and what two in November yeah three in, November? in a row
1: in October and then two in a row in November so yeah. do my best try and get back over as many as I can
0: yeah that's at least that would be con, con, it's, what is the word concise not concise but it's there's a big smart person word for that I don't know, yeah, I don't know what it's all clumped together. We'll yeah, together yeah so yeah okay. at least that makes it easy it was, it was more of an intelligent word than that but that one works yeah okay. so we'll go with that Stephen uh, what are we up to next Oh, Baja Rally. That's right. That's where my focus is at. So, my dad and I had lunch today. We we're like talking about the bike and all this other kinds of stuff. He went and looked at RVs because he feels like spending money. I know. I was like, okay. I was like, please send me pictures because this shit sounds cool. But, yeah, so episode 139 of Seat Time. Can't say thank you enough for everybody paying attention. Really, really great, not just to have you in studio, Christy. It's super awesome that you were able to make it over here, but then we got a chance to talk with Ty Collins, our Charles Cross and Open Amateur winner this past weekend at round four of Enduro Cross in an outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and then Cody Webb second place at, uh, at same round four Enduro Cross outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and then winner of uh, TKO for two years in a row. Um, well, we just bring it. were just bringing the big guns, Christy.
1: Yeah. Star-packed show. Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: You're yeah, like, eh,
0: normal yeah. day for me, really.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Normal day in the office, really. <laughs> <laughs> Love it!
0: All right, so seat time. SeatTime.co is the website where you can go to. We've talked about where you can... Uh, arch- all of the episodes are archived. If you so choose to go back and find them, I say that you should because they are fucking funny, especially the beginning ones when we got really drunk. I mean, I'm just... I implore you, go check those out. If nothing else, you will laugh because it is pretty pathetic. Um of course Facebook Facebook.com slash seat time is where you can find us there on Facebook, Twitter. We are on twitter.com slash seat time underscore C O and Instagram is Instagram.com slash seat time. Just one word there. Of course, YouTube, you can find the Seat Time channel, subscribe to us there, so it'll automatically update you on live events and when we archive episodes. And of course, if you just so happen to be audio only focused and hate my face which is okay stitcher and itunes you can search for seat time two words um and the show will come up for you there and we would appreciate it if you just subscribe to it it makes it that much easier for everyone to get there big big thanks to fly racing Stillwell performance and of course care for performance with their arrive and ride program for supporting seat time um and i guess that's it and we're going to see everybody next tuesday night for episode 140 uh, next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you very much. And remember, always enjoy a pintful full of awesome. We'll see you next week. Peace.